go in one ear and out the other. Sharon Hornell from here in our idiom today with Supersize Your Business is to go in one ear and out the other. This is one of those idioms that has been around forever. And we're going to talk about the nine ways to take the most important skill in supersizing your business and applying that to your business. I want to say automatically, but it isn't automatic. Everything we want to create, we usually have to do it intentionally. And we usually have to practice it. We try once and we're not necessarily great at it, but it's something we can always get better at. So we'll talk about nine ways to improve this skill. Well, it's obviously got something to do with listening since we're talking about going in one ear and out the other. We have two ears and one mouth for a reason, so we listen twice as much as we talk. I, I can't remember who said that, maybe Jim Rohn, one of the, one of the personal development gurus and, and leadership effectiveness gurus said that decades ago, because I heard it decades ago, and sometimes I remember it, sometimes I don't. It depends on the situation. So this is an idiom and an expression, go in one ear and out the other, that's been around since the Roman times, first century CE, when uh, the Roman uh, Quintilian or something use it, as well as Geoffrey Chaucer's, he used it in his poem in 1385, Troilus and Cresside, not necessarily great at pronouncing certain things, but it's been around for centuries. It became very, very popular. I think almost all of us have heard, hey, that went in one ear and out the other. With our teachers in school, a lot of things they said went in one ear and out the other. Our parents, maybe sometimes what they said went in one ear and out the other. When it comes to growing and supersizing our business, the last thing we want is for the things that we say to go in one ear and out the other of the people that we're interacting with, our customers, our, our team members, our employees, our vendor partners, etc. We want to make sure that things don't just go in one ear and out the other and that people retain and understand and agree with and buy into the things that we're trying to do and create as we build and grow and supersize our business. So this this skill, of course, and there's lots of idioms that have to do with hearing, right? Uh, fall on deaf ears, all ears. That one's been around since the 18th century. Uh, keep your ear to the ground means pay attention, keep, you know, pay attention and listen. Lend an ear. Uh, make one's ears burn. Have you ever... <laughs> if you ever heard that one, sometimes people use language that can make your ears burn. Sometimes people say things that are so untrue or such false lies or crazy talk that it can make your ears burn. Uh, music to our ears, music to your ears, that's a good one. Um, so they can go both ways, right? Positive and negative. But we want to take this idiom, like all the idioms we talk about, and ask ourselves, what does this mean to me? What does it mean to the people I interact with? And then how can I use that to build and grow and supersize the business that I'm building and creating here? And listening is the number one skill, in my opinion, to increase leadership effectiveness, to be a better leader, to be the best leader you can possibly be. I think that, that listening is an incredibly uh, necessary and powerful skill. And so what are nine ways that we can increase our leader effectiveness by, by listening? Number one, be an active listener. Perk up, pay attention, listen to what's going on around you. <clears throat> people will always, I say this all the time, and I'm not sure people understand it, but it's so true. People will tell us everything we need to know if we just listen to them. If we, number two, ask effective questions. Number one, though, we want to be an active listener. We want to make sure that it's a two-way conversation and that we're actually understanding what people are trying to communicate to us because... Every word, everything is impacted slightly differently by each and every one of our individual and unique experiences. That's the cool thing about 
of being a human being is each and every one of us have a unique set of experiences. Even siblings, like my sisters and I, I have three sisters, and all of us, even though we had the same parents, the same upbringing, the same, a lot of things, we're all very, very different because we each experienced and had different experiences throughout our life, as does everyone you come in contact with. But if we ask our, our customers questions, if we ask our vendors questions, if we ask our partners questions, if we ask uh, and, and research and look into different industries and listen to what's going on, we will learn everything we need to know to grow and supersize our business. But we have to, to seek out and ask those questions. Number three, uh, understand and know your audience. I know this is a biggie and we go back to it all the time and people forget it. And until you identify and determine who it is you're here to serve, who you really love serving, you're going to be serving everyone yet no one. So understand, ask questions, really engage with, or and if you're not doing it, get someone in your organization to be continually engaging with the people that you love serving, your ideal customers so that you attract more of them into your business. Number four, Listen to nonverbal communication. <clears throat> now, how do you listen to nonverbal communication? Well, you have to see how are people behaving? What are they doing with their hands? How are they speaking? What is their tone of voice? What is their mood? What is the feeling? You have to pay attention with all of yourself, not just with your ears. We have to pay attention with our eyes and also with our intuition and our gut instinct to know what, what's really going on with people. Is what we're saying, are they getting it the way we're intending it or is it totally missing the mark? And we need to find a different approach. We need to find out how to approach them specifically by paying attention to their nonverbal cues and communication. Number five, commit to over-communicate effectively. Now, what does over-communicate mean? It means make sure that the things that are important, you're saying more than one time. You're, you're, you're saying, you're printing, you're making a video, you're you're repeating the things that are important because things like expectations. I mean, whenever a new person comes into our organization, we have a, a mutual expectation sharing. Whenever I work with a new person, we share expectations. I want to know what they expect of me and my organization right from the get-go so that I know how to go about serving them the best. We need to over-communicate timelines, expectations. I, I always say over under promise and over deliver. And part of over delivering comes from communicating effectively. Number six, we wanna begin and end powerfully. Whenever we're in a negotiation or a communication, we, will, we don't wanna start off <coughs> weak and wishy-washy. We wanna begin and end the communication that we're having strongly and powerfully. We want people to know that we're confident, we believe in what we're saying and what we're sharing. Number seven, timing is everything. We need to know what's going on in our organization with other people before we bring up or incorporate certain subjects or topics. If your people are just coming back to the office from working from home for the last year, uh, maybe it's not the best time to install a new harsh uh, attendance policy. So we wanna make sure that we're timing the things that we're doing in our business to grow our business in an appropriate way. Just like we wanna time the products and services that we deliver to the market and we offer to the market, we wanna make sure the timing is, is appropriate and right for that as well. But especially in our, our communication and with listening, we wanna make sure we're open to listening, but that we don't have to necessarily respond immediately. If somebody tells us bad news, we don't have to freak out and, and, and blow a gasket right then. We don't have to blow a gasket at all, that's a choice. But we, we can 
hold off and then think about it and, and determine the response we really want to make. Number eight, get comfortable being uncomfortable. I just read a book and I don't see it sitting around me right now. I've, I've been uh, tidying up in my office because it's a disaster, as you can tell. Uh, <clears throat> and I want to do a new backdrop, but I haven't gotten to it yet. But uh, cru what is it called? Controver controversial conversations? Crucial conversations. I think it's called Crucial Conversations. It's by four uh, leadership management trainers. And really, really good. It's got a process of how you deal with and how you handle crucial conversations and how you handle crucial conversations helps to determine what kind of a leader you are and a very big part of that is listening listening skills and how we communicate but crucial conversations are uncomfortable by their very nature right it's usually an emotionally charged topic it's something that's really important to one party or both parties and it's a it's a challenging difficult topic or thing to to discuss and so we just have to get comfortable being uncomfortable and number nine, the most important one, I think, is to have fun. Realize that listening, like any other skill, is going to take practice and time and energy and mostly practice and desire to be good at it. Uh, but have fun doing it. Make sure that you're finding fun, creative ways to become a better listener. If you do that, then it won't feel like just another skill you have to acquire. It'll feel like something that's really helping you. And as you see the benefits of being a better listener, you'll just want to become a better and better and better listener. Again, listening to me is one of the most important leadership skills that you can have. It helps you to deal with people better. It helps you to deal with change and challenges better. It helps you to deal with the marketplace and competition, if you still believe in competition. And, and I, I'll talk about that another day. <clears throat> better. Uh, but it just makes you an a better leader and frankly these days we need great examples of leadership we've got plenty of bad examples of leadership going on in the world right now it's time for small business owners business owners that are looking to supersize and grow their business entrepreneurs to stand up and say no this is how we lead today and set the example love to know your take your thought on this particular idiom or any of these listening effectiveness ways or ideas share in the comments below and i will cross with you tomorrow with another interesting idiom what does it mean where did it come from how might we apply it and use it to supersize and grow our business right now have an awesome day and i will cross with you tomorrow bye